Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. make of uh, Aristotle's shirt, Eddie? Don't oh, say I anything, like Aristotle. No, I like it. I like the Stormtrooper uh, and like the It's a Stormtrooper like with the, the blaster, but then like smoke is coming out, but in the smoke it's space. It's space, but you know what it looks like? It almost looks like he's like rubbing a magic lamp. Like his yeah. blaster I didn't even is, think about that. is the lamp and the smoke coming out of the barrel of the blaster Almost looks like the genie. So the genie is space and the genie is cosmic. That's Everything true. will come back to Aladdin right. if I can make it. Everything. Everything. Did you know? I didn't know about this. What? Um, did you ever watch Full House? Mm, not like everyone else in the 90s did. Do you remember DJ's boyfriend? The oldest daughter. His boyfriend. Her boyfriend. That was the voice of Aladdin, wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't realize that until oh. I heard that. Yeah. Did you see? No, not oh. that. But did you see that? I <laughs> waited. Speaking yeah. of Disneyland uh. news, it's it's fucked up. Um, did you see the guy who played Gaston like blew off his head? No. Wait, the guy that voiced him? No, no. So uh, in Disneyland, Disneyland? In, in Disneyland, you know how like they they have the people who play the characters, dude. The guy who played Gaston uh, was at a uh, party or something, and he they had one of those like um, mortars for the far- fireworks, and he had it on, on his head, and he was joking around with it, and then it blew up. Wait, when did this happen? Fourth on Fourth of July. But but w- did this happen? Oh Jesus! Yeah, because I know a guy that did that role. He was twenty-two. The guy. Uh, okay. Okay. I don't know. Well, that's still terrible news. But now yeah. I'm not worried about my friend. <laughs> I mean, this is the magic okay. of the universe. Yeah. This is terrible, and I no, never once denounced that that remember, was bad. The other day, but... when I was like, fuck fireworks, bam, fuck fireworks. <laughs> well, don't fucking put fireworks on your fucking head, first off, even if you're just joking around. Hang on. like, Did you, uh, what what source did you pull this from? The internet. It's all uh, over the internet. That's not a fair, what source did you pull this from? Uh, I don't know. I read an article. Reddit would it. flay you alive, dude. You have to cite your source. <laughs> I'm not. I'm never on Reddit. That's not the point. So they're just talking about That's you. Not the point, your dude. <laughs> I hope so. I hope there's a subreddit of Eddie doesn't do his research. I hope so. That'd be cool if I get a subreddit. Yes, that'd be cool. But do you have a subreddit? That's not That's the point. This isn't a subreddit like dick measuring contest, dude. <laughs> Subreddit but dick measuring. I'm saying, cite, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, cite your source. But uh, bad segue, but it has to be done. There's no bad how, segue. How was your Fourth of okay. July? Fucking Fox8.com. Whatever. Just pick, pick, pick um, any of those sources on fucking Google. Okay. At Fox 
Dude, Fox 8? Come on. Are, are, you, so, are you talking about, about Fox Ocho? What happened to Fox oh, number God. one? Where's Fox number one? Fox Ocho. Story? That's funny. This one's from Cleveland. ESPN the Ocho. Yes. Uh, Hollywood Reporter? Would, is that better for you? Uh, well, I only like when they're like Oscar season uh, e stuff News? comes out. Is that better for you? No, still not. Uh, Anyways. In, uh, Come on. I don't know. What did what did Scandin- International Scandinavia Business say Times? about it? International what? Business Times? Okay. Yeah. What did they say? That he blew up his fucking head. No, you can't. See, you're paraphrasing. Yeah, I'm not going to read what they said. Listen, we need to be responsible as a team of journalists right here. Uh, we need to None of us are writing. Who's writing? Well, I don't I don't I don't think Let's segue. Consider us. Segue. Dean came in and invented the segue. Fourth of July. Okay. How's your fourth of July? Eddie, you start. Uh, my 4th of July was good. I ate food and saw fireworks. The end. That was a good uh, kindergartner's uh, version of his 4th of July story. No one on, <laughs> no one who's listening to us right now really gives a shit about our 4th of July. There's oh, some, dude, some lady got shot in the face. Dude, this is all I'm reporting. This I don't know. Look, it's not me. This is what happens. This is what's happening in the world. Right now. The world. Sensationalism, um, dude. So on Sunset and Highland, I was dropping off. Uh, I'm familiar. Uh, Francisco and uh, there was like, the, the entire place was barricaded off, and we couldn't figure out why. And he told me today that some lady was walking down the street, and some dude came up to her with a shotgun, shot her in the face, and then jaunted off. What year was this? So it was yesterday, last okay. night. He saw it, or just he? No. We, he, what was his cops. source? Did he cite it? That doesn't surprise me because Francisco loves stories like that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So that happened last night. That, was that being said, I told terrible. I told Francisco once how how my dad would like choose to go if he could go in this world, and he just like put a um like the front of a train, like this sort of like block. Like mm. the the you know the thing that like breaks up like if bison Ice get in the and way and, and all that on a train you like hook that up to a truck and just like go through rush hour because my dad hates like traffic oh, yeah. and Francisco was like that's one of the best ideas I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Uh, did you guys? Oh, no, go ahead. I don't know if I had to die and like it was one of those where like you have to die and you have no other choice about it. Uh, skydiving. Then I could do what? some cool flips. Like skydiving. But like without a parachute. If you had to die. Yeah, like if someone's then... like, okay, you're going to die, you get to pick how you're going to die. Uh, like skydiving. I remember in high school saying that I wanted to be murdered, but have it have the murderer set it up so it looked like a suicide, so that hopefully the detective would be like, this is too on the nose. And then, you know, dig into it. What's wrong with you? If I, I you know, want to be a cool story. <laughs> See, what I thought you were going to say was that you wanted it to be, do you remember the game Mousetrap? Yes. Like you wanted something that it's elaborate It's a zany action, yeah. a crazy contraption, fun is catching, no, it's I, Mousetrap. Yeah, but at the end. Mousetrap it, is game week. <laughs> but at the end, it like, it like kills Aristotle. No, I don't, I don't care what goes on afterwards. I just want to be. So you're talking, up. you're talking Saw. I guess so. I've never, uh, I've never seen any of the Saw movies. No, that's not true. I lie. That's I've seen good. the second one, which is the one where he has cancer. Uh, all, all of them. Of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's so 
Uh, I, I you're think thinking of like three. A, I, think I know you're thinking of three. Okay. So, uh, do you know what uh, a Relay for Life is? Dude, you okay, have look, turned this entire look, podcast in the most know, morbid podcast. Do you know what that is? Ever. Uh, no, please inform the The Relay listeners. for Life is usually like a, 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 a walk, like a 24-hour uh, marathon or walk that you do around like Sounds what about have you, like what I Where thought. you raise money for cancer. Uh, somebody thought it was a good idea to show that movie at the, at the Relay? Um, and so it was on this big screen and they were walking in and they're like, oh, he's got cancer. And he's really evil. And I'm like, is that not swaying anyone's opinion right now as we're walking? <laughs> America hates our programming right now. Yeah, probably. We've just um, we've gone from <laughs> firework <laughs> headshot to cancer in I don't how long did we get? Uh, Four that, minutes? All that being said, did you guys read We so Stand on Guard? So comics were good this week. We Stand uh, on Guard. Let's start with that, because that kind of fits. Oh, uh, we had an event there. this week with uh, Mr. Brian, Brian Kavon and the uh, uh, storyboard Steven artist Spruce. for uh, I think. The Matrix mm-hmm. and several oh. other movies. Um, just Matrix is the most notable one. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. What's his name? St- Say his name. Is it Steven Spruce? Or how, I don't know. I'm going to mispronounce it's got a yeah. K, it. It's got a K in it. Uh it's Steven Scrooge. 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 Here, don't be intimidated by uh, words. Yeah. Scrooge. How hard was that? Scrooge. That name's Scrooge, yo. Wouldn't it be funny if his name was like Scrooge? Yeah. Scrooge. Or something like that. Um, we've come to the conclusion we just butcher everyone's names. It's fine. But that everyone, makes sense. Every, because everyone I, hates us. Whatever. I, I didn't know that, but in the, the back in the letters area, they talk about them uh, meeting because of the Wachowskis. And yeah. I was like, why are they hanging out with the Wachowskis? Because makes they're sense. rad people. They came into yeah. the store probably like two and a half weeks ago. Nice. They bought all of our $5 uh, graphic novels. And the dude, Andy, who was like, he was one of the chillest dudes that's come in the store. Mm-hmm. But how does how did Brian Kavon know them? Well, I'm thinking it's the connection of right. storyboarding. I mean, yeah, Brian Kavon, I'm sure. Well, no, but it said that they met through the Wachowskis, Scrooge and Vaughn. Because Canadians are cool people. Yeah, yeah they're funny. all friends. Vaughn's not Canadian. Is His it? wife's Canadian. Ah, yes. Anyways, this book is great. It's in a. It's in a. It's, it's in a distant future. Here's what I will say is. Um, I was born an American. Uh, I've got papers. Go on. And um, I liked the uh, the very obvious uh, allegory that America, it's only sort of understanding and living within the world of we stand on guard as, as a giant war machine, just ripping through beautiful Canadian countryside. Uh, cause that's sometimes how I feel. Yeah. Like we are, is just a giant war machine. And my favorite panel in this book is just one uh. page <laughs> with the giant war machine in the back and the main guy saying Superman's a motherfucking Canadian. It's really funny cause the, uh, the thing it's looks great. like, uh, an ad at Walker. Mm. Yeah, but it's got ball turrets like on er- every panel of it's it. It's like if almost. S.H.I.E.L.D. designed the ad at Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, could mess some stuff up. I like that there's that like other page that's just uh, explaining why Superman's Canadian. Like, yeah. Well, actually, well, uh, yeah. It's really good. It's a it's yeah. a really good book. Um, 
The artwork's clean. I, yeah, the artwork is amazing. Um, he uh, did a, a book back in the day with Alan Moore uh, called Bloodstrike, and it was that was fantastic. Um, so he's done he's done comic work before. Uh, it's just you know he went off to do uh, storyboarding. Where the money is. Where the where the money is. Um, so he hasn't he hasn't done comics in. Uh, f- I want to say about 10 years. Um, Let's go through all the Brian K. Vaughn stories that we know. Saga. Mm-hmm. Why the Last Man. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Doctor Strange the Oath. Ah, uh, yeah. That's really uh, good. Runaways. Logan. Runaways. So what did, did we feel like this was its own fresh new thing from Brian K. Vaughn? Did we feel like yeah, it was no. sort of coming yeah. back to... Because to me it felt a little... Uh, he also wrote Ex, Ex Machina. Machina. Yes. Yeah, that's right. This felt like sort of between Ex Machina and mm-hmm. um, and uh, Y yeah. for me. Like, uh, it wasn't, I mean, obviously Y is female ensemble and one male protagonist with a monkey. Uh, but this, like, the attention to the ensemble that he showed in Why the Last Man, I felt like was present within, within this book. Mm-hmm. The ensemble was entertaining and... Although there was like a few that like stole the show with some one-liners, it felt like a very ensemble piece. Mm. Yeah, now the group's interesting, you know, and I'm, I really want to see where this uh, goes and how it develops and what uh, what prompted the U.S. to attack Canada. Yeah, uh, that was because uh... they they explained it very very briefly, uh, where the U.S. the the White House got blown up, and uh, just a myth. It happened over three hundred years ago. Uh, well, well, I mean, in yeah, but that's that's all. Yeah, that's like the line. Yeah, that's. Uh, I felt like Senator Palpatine and it just was, walked yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> and Zim, um, Zim, so the the U.S. Yeah, attacks Canada. That's not bad. And that's what stuff. prompts all this. That might be happen. the best impression I've ever heard you do. Uh, what I will say is, like, sometimes I see this, and you know. Brian K. Vaughn's a cool guy, but this is like, this is like, the art's amazing. This, this just, is just, there's just pure panels sometimes, but there's no words. And it's, it's impossible just, for me to see this and not think like just post nine eleven because this is like, this is a, this is an American war machine, and it you could you could argue that that's got deeper roots than uh, before nine eleven. But yeah, I, you, yeah, you can you can make comparisons. It's it's just. Like the next issue, the cover is the like Canadian flag on the ground, and then like um, gun casing shells, and it and it just shows like like a destroyed Canada, like yeah, sovereign I mean, and they, they and they say and they say that the uh, the reason that America's trying to invade uh, Canada, um, and this last group of freedom mm-hmm. fighters is is putting up a front is because they uh, they're trying to take their water. Well, that mm. would yeah, that would so. Uh, that's very California's got that drought. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna spread. It's gonna spread. I blame Nestle. Um, <laughs> I'll cite a source or two, but I I just feel like there's a there's Nestle a film, chocolate milk water. It's there's, coming. There's a there's a <laughs> film coming out um, called London Has Fallen, mm-hmm. which is a sequel to Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. I just saw the trailer to it. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's showing like this almost like Michael Bay esque approach to the British Royal Guard and um, just all the monuments blowing up and it's mm. just like how obsessed are we with that shit now like were we 
did we just break? With did like, we just like like destroying infrastructure? Yeah, and and just like seeing that, and like I don't know the catharsis of it. It's like it's a fetish. Now. Uh, it's a well, fetish. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it so much fetish because it, I feel like almost... the rest of the world's like, what the fuck's the matter with you? Like even <laughs> like the UK is going to see that and go, dude, that's not happening here. Like the British Royal Guard doesn't carry like assault uh, weapon weapons like that. They don't. No, but I mean these are all. I mean they're just movies. I know they're just movies, but it's just like. We what? don't we don't live in that world so and I don't they're trying to play like, like are you fears. is your fear that like that like uh people are going to have a perception of of other countries uh do like Yeah like films? it's a micro bit of programming to like see that and go oh man No I get it there's it's it's like a it's like when a lot of people realize that like most of Africa isn't just like yeah. covered in lions and and, and warlords like, just everywhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's blood diamonds blood diamonds everywhere yeah. um where there's actually there's cities and and uh, like there's actual infrastructure there <laughs> yeah. that you can go actually live in. Yeah, in it's vacation just, there. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I just can't. I see that and I just go ugh and like roll my eyes now. See, but that I mean that that also it's 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 up to the general public too. Like it's just such a weird thing to be like, yeah, it was just a cool little what? Because this seems different than 1984. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So even though they're trying to like ground it in like something that's so like almost in front of our nose, where 1984, depending on who you ask, is mm. like much different timeline. That seems like it has more imagination. It asks you to think more. This is just like explosions and and us going like that'd be so awful. And I don't. And so, uh, not to say that like we stand on guard that this isn't, this doesn't isn't quite the same. But like the covers definitely are like Canada in ruins, you know. Yeah. Um, Canadian. But the the sort of saying well, like I mean, America invades because out of water. That's a little more. That shows me the sort of grace and the insight that I feel like. Uh, Brian has is, yeah. is sort of this like what's America going through right now? Yeah, what, 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 what uh, do I hear that makes me a little uneasy? Yeah, well, I mean it's him, it's him and 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 Scro- uh, doing it together. Yeah. Um, co-creating team, great team. I want to see how the rest of the book goes. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a six issue miniseries. Um, so it'll ah, it'll be great. I uh, oh, uh, he cool. also did another book called Pride of Baghdad. That's right. Uh, it's really good. That is fantastic. It's really good. Um, super sad, but fantastic. And that's a little more of the political side yeah. of him again. Uh, yeah, well, same thing with Ex Machina. If you if you've never read Ex Machina, it's it's this mayor, uh, the superhero gets elected mayor pretty much of New York, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just most of it is politics. Same thing. I mean, same thing with Why the Last Man. Most of it was politics. Most of his his work is politics. With the exception of Saga. Uh, Sometimes I wonder what is he doing with Saga. Did he just like figure out the formula? There's, because there's that's politics like, in Saga, though. That's the highest mm-hmm. like book there's, in demand there's, it's, right it's now. A, there's it's a book about of, war. Yeah, there's the politics of uh, of the two these two warring factions uh, who are both. Separated I by I don't even really think of them what at, like species almost yeah, yeah it's species it's race yeah. it's more about race than it is about say like politics to me and like and ra- yeah. races and their their culture 
I'd rather than I like politics. to say it's like even more so about love. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, e- I mean, and that's it's baby. But babies are dumb, so. <laughs> See, Saga to me, Saga to me, I, I didn't feel like, I really was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Until the third volume when, because uh, I read it in trade, um, when um, the, the writer, the romance writer mm-hmm. oh, yeah, came yeah. into play. Because then I felt like that was Brian K. Vaughn See, being like, listen, 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 I swear. But when the romance there, writer the was bubble explaining bubblegum exterior to all of this is a way for you to ingest it or like chew on it and no, then yeah, understand and take it in. So and like, I think that's most of most of literature and comics. Yeah. Um, I get that, but there's like once I had this like meta element, I yeah. was like, okay, uh, I'm ready to listen now because you're you're asking that of me. You're not just sort of like distracting and like putting out this series that fangirls just love to death. <laughs> And we can either. Are you looking at Mel no? We on Instagram. Uh, we we recorded this stupid video earlier. I heard it was Daft Punk. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Go watch it later. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but I, when he's explaining that, though, he's he's explaining what, where that came from and his son being at war and like uh, that it's a war he should have been on. You know, when who explained it? The uh, the, the, the writer. Yeah, the romance writer. Um, yeah, I can't remember his name either. Too. I'm, bad with that um but but he was explaining how that like almost like the the politics of gender uh, not gender but like race relation and uh i guess in in their world it would be uh, interspecies um relations mm-hmm. so i he, a lot of his work is grounded in the different politics of things i feel i feel like there's a number of structures that yeah. that show up in all of the other books saga doesn't when I say I don't think of it as political, that's because I it's, see no it's probably his, his, I see, No, yeah, it's probably his, see, his, his loosest book. Yeah, social um, cultures. Yeah. I see the cultures, and I see the larger allegories for just race here mm. on Earth and the different cultures and mm. being from, you know, being of a certain race. And, you know, um, it seems so... Uh, seems like a cheap way of phrasing it, but interbreeding and intermixing and and yeah. and, and, uh, and procreating and sharing your genetics uh, that are from a completely different gene pool. <laughs> and like Aristotle said, love, love, and babies are dumb. And babies are dumb. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we stand on guard. We Great. still have signed copies um, here in the store. Um, it's only a handful, but as of right now, I did the count, and we have thirty unsigned. So, so come um, get it. It's, and it's a good book. It's surprising because it's. I mean, it is two ninety nine. It's kind of rare when we get a book that's two ninety nine. It's nice. So buy come it. Come and get it while it's still here. What's the next book? What else have you read? What have you read? Me? Yeah. Okay. You got books All right. We'll jump there. to me because uh, you did read some of the ones I read too. So um, the one I pulled that was sort of the wild card was the Terror of Punks, the horror comic. Um, and this is, uh, from image. Um, it doesn't, and it doesn't immediately cite, um, who on the front, who was involved. It's Mr. Joshua Hale Filikoff. Mm-hmm. He and is uh, an amazing writer. He's writing the bunker and, uh, yeah. the life after. Yeah. Um, which are both very awesome books, but it, it does feel the need to tell you right away, uh, on the front that, uh, America. 20% of profits are donated to oh. the CBLF or CBLDF. Which is the Comic Books Legal Defense Fund? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. they uh, provide legal aid uh, for 
um, comic book writers who can't afford it uh, themselves. Uh, most which, most of which are more. Well, I guess I should, it's not like I know all the cases, but it sure seems like a number of which are for basically upholding the First Amendment. Speech, yeah, yeah. It's, it's most it's mostly freedom of speech. Because yeah. when it when it then uh, goes on to the the second page, uh, it shows you right away approved by the Comics Code Authority. It goes into the preamble of that. Um, and then uh, code for editorial matter, general standards, um, advertising matter. And it goes through every single part and then cuts to like a, a cutout of – because this is all like basically cutout art mm. um, and like paste and then like scan. And it, it shows Abraham. Yeah, they're all designed like different presidents, uh, the characters in the Punks comics. If you've never uh, read the Punks comics, they are pretty funny. And uh, Abraham Lincoln opens by basically saying, you know those rules that we just showed you? In every single panel of this book, we're going to break them. And basically you're going to see how you're not a criminal or a delinquent or a miscreant or anything by the end of it. Mm. That is just silly. It's silly that these are even there. Yeah. Freedom of speech should be there for a reason. And to sort of like put this filter on it was okay, sure, for the 50s if it meant that we, can tell the we could like maybe, uh, you know, work around them a little bit. Uh, but basically it sort of broke all the rules to show by the end I being a sound person and really – it's all so tongue in cheek that it's technically like they break the rules, but they don't like so yeah, grossly yeah. break the rules mm-hmm. that it's like. Well, I mean, uh, it's not like it's an issue of cross. Yeah. I mean, nobody. <laughs> you know, I love that cross is the. Uh, it's nobody, the go-to. <laughs> nobody follows those rules anymore. It yeah. Was, it was, yeah. Especially in um, a weird past. But uh, it, it it is interesting to again check in in 2015 and say. Hey, uh, this thing's a joke. Well, that was that was one of those like it, it was like a moment in comics that kind of like it, uh, really echoes out still and goes like, "Hey, this is a time that our industry and our profession and and being able to say and do what we want to do in in these in these things uh, was attacked." Yeah. Our freedom, our freedom uh, to be able to do those things were attacked. Yeah, and it's interesting because I feel like. Anymore, I don't know if it's us as readers are just mm-hmm. so less shocked or just comic book writers and creators uh, have been smart to know that, like, if you do something just, like, really awful mm. and, like, makes people go, oh, oh, uh, makes them go to a place that's, mm. like, truly, like, messed up, that's <laughs> not really pro- – it's not really profitable. Uh, so I don't know if we've just got better in that regard. But if – feels like we just have learned and matured even when we're being immature almost uh yeah i <laughs> i don't know like anyone it was, what was that comic that it, we were talking about the other day revenge Tr- remember was revenge yeah where, <laughs> where's the dog face and there's like just like every other page is people fucking and like doing drugs and like that that like he's got like his little like sidekick with him right. and like the then he's wearing a dog face at some point yeah. like he's just everyone like there's always like we, at first we said it as a joke we're like oh you turn the page and someone's either having sex 
or, or someone's face getting, is cut off. Yeah, or someone's getting fucking killed. Yeah, yeah, and it was just getting and get, but specifically getting yeah, their, their face, face cut off. off. And and it was like <laughs> like Eddie and I laughing. And then that was what the, the book was. It was hundred percent like, true. Jesus, it was one hundred percent true. Someone was either fucking or getting their face cut off, and that's so specific. Yeah. And so, uh, so then we were both like, yeah, maybe like I would have read the first, and I did. I read the first issue. I did too. It and was, it's just like. It's interesting because we really are just sort of it, we understand it's like it was this like, is like old a really already nineties like B horror movie is it, what it would have been where it's like and then like revenge <laughs> like he goes he goes and cuts his face off here's two chicks fucking like revenge he's got a midget sidekick there he's wearing a dog's face revenge like it's just. Uh, speaking of which, I heard you sort of utter that. Maybe since we're talking about tact and, and things like that. Oh, I didn't mean it to be tactless when I said midget. Yeah, yeah. No, it's no, just that it's something see, that probably would have been in yeah, a 90s okay. commercial like yeah, that. But uh, that's the thing. Uh, um, uh, trying to keep that authenticity. <laughs> I, had, I had it relayed to me. One of, uh, one of my friend's daughters um, was saying midget. Mm. And um, uh, her mom goes, now, Ellie, you... Uh, you know you can't say that. You have to say little person. And then she's like, I would never call them a little person. That's demeaning. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to call them midget. And then it's so – this is never – this is something yeah. I've always just like thrown my hands up in the air. Yeah. Midget, it doesn't sound like the nicest word. So I understand. Mm-hmm. Don't call them that. Little person – that's yes that's was, diminutive was, so no i don't want to call them that either what was i will the, always refer to them what, as what a person was where they were making the joke and they were like oh they're uh, height challenged height challenged i mean I'm sure it's not vertically i don't challenged? know no. vertically challenged height I challenged feel like vertically I heard that challenged on the tv show but i think that's just terrible. short people it's, in general but it's like they're people i don't know just call them by their names i, I think that that's and, what their names yeah. are. Yeah. But if you don't know, names. or if you're talking about similarity, I don't know. It just feels like context, people. Context. Yeah. Like, like if just you're, context. Like if you're Please, working at a blockbuster and like there's two Ricks and it's like, oh, you mean Black Rick or Little Rick? Like, <laughs> see, that's something that I that's something I elect to do. I just go for the most obvious. We were like, talking about that earlier too. Yeah, like. I hate when there's this awkward, like, dancing around, and I watch somebody do it, and they're like, well, he's the guy that's, like, you know, he's taller, and Like, he, they don't want to say it because they want to be so PC about it, and it's like, just tell me, we all know. It's, it's like, you just see them- Just say it. They just, they don't, they haven't mastered the English language enough to, like, come he's, up with the collective- Be able of, to describe people uh, without using- Uh, let's see, like, um- There was an English humor sketch. is where, uh, just say- black guy just, just say, just say white it. he's person. canadian well there was there was an amy schumer sketch where, where that that happened she was in a in, in like a forever 21 ish like uh h&m type store mm-hmm. and all the black guys that were working there looked the same mm-hmm. and he told like he's like oh you know if you need anything else my name's eric i'll be uh uh let them know in the front that i helped you mm-hmm. and she's being rung up by the girl and he, she's like oh who helped you and she's like, oh, his name was, uh, uh, you know, he he was, um, he was wearing glasses and she turns around and all of them are wearing glasses. <laughs> and then she turns around and like, they're all wearing like hipster clothing and she's like, fuck. 
<laughs> and then she finally just says the like the black guy and like the lady was like look she didn't care she was like whatever yeah and then that makes me think of uh the louis ck joke where oh, yeah, yeah. where, where he's like don't put that word in my head well, the, well that's that's one but the, i mean there's a number of of them now but i'm thinking specifically of the um in the show when uh, she's like, I'm working a table full of black guys. I'm not getting a tip tonight. And he's like, he's like, he's, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, he's like, don't say that, don't say that. And he starts to take like such a moral high ground. He's like, yeah, you like, can't say that. And, and then like, the black oh, waitress know. comes up and she's like, she's like, they don't tip. And she's like, you ever worked a day in your life in food service? And he's like, well, no. And she's like, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh god, I fucking love Louis. <laughs> So good. I, uh, what I think I I think I, I'm caught up to like the second season. I've watched I've watched everything that's on Netflix, but I I've been surprised. Uh, not that I had anything against Amy Schumer, but all the clips I've seen from the show yeah. are really funny. Yeah, no, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I powered through it the uh, last week. Like I watched the entire thing, and I was like, "This is this is a like, great show." I don't know why I put it off for so long. I will say this: it's funny to me because I've I've learned to sort of. Not keep my mouth shut. I still stick my foot in my mouth all the time, mm. but I'll hear I'll hear something and I'll just kind of play it cool and I'll just gauge the situation and I'll listen. And it's interesting to me when somebody that is not white says something offensive to another person that's not white, and then they get educated by the other person, and it just like it sounds like all the conversations that I've watched myself and people I know go through and it's just sort of like yes it's just like this sort of like feeling of like now yeah. you know for a small second how easy it is to just step in shit yeah it's just easy and oh that's like the worst problem I have no it's, it's like yeah that's like that's there's a million and one problems you could have in this world that are worse than that but it's just like sometimes I'm like Finally, you know how difficult it is. At least I'm not. I'm not saying that this is a bad thing, or that this hurts me, or that it's. It's just like you see how like tricky this is, and how like how it feels like it's a wiggle like dance for me, it's, like all it's the time. Become a very tricky game. It's. Of, uh, I don't know. I just think it's funny when I watch a comedian not give a shit. Yeah. Finally, mm. when they just you know, or somebody yeah. older, or it's just like they just they felt like so burdened by PC. And then it's I don't know because they turn forty and they've lost someone and it's like they they're like life just to them means like I'm not gonna feel guilty about really anything I'm just gonna be a good person and yeah if it sounded like to you it was a bad thing then I'm sorry you felt that way but yeah. you should know by the way that I said it I was not intending to hurt anyone yes and no uh, I know there's like a, a very strong especially within the comedy community uh, sense of like. Oh, people are being too sensitive and they need to learn how to take it. Yeah. That's how Harris Riddles was. When, okay. I, I you, understand mm-hmm. that, but the understanding there should be that words still have, I, hold power and can hurt people. There, there are the comics yeah. that, that have that, and yeah. then that becomes their objective. Yeah. Is to bring that back, that sort of like, that like ribbing and like everything yeah. like that. Then there's just other comics that are like, I personally don't care. Like, I acknowledge for you, and I'm trying my best not to hurt your feelings, but I'm not was, going uh, to make you try and see was, my I was, point. I was I'm just going to be one, less burdened by I was here for PC. one of the open mics, and uh, one of the guys was uh, 
making a joke. He was white. He was on stage. He was making a joke about black guys and like their big dicks and this, this, and that. No one was laughing. No, it's and then the one black guy in the crowd, he tried addressing him, and he's like, "You know, I'm just kidding, right?" And he's like, "Just stop." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then the room went silent and he got off stage yeah so you know it's it, the understanding should be there that yes you should be able to say whatever you want yeah but understand that that does sometimes come with consequences yeah but see that's i think he was trying to like assert this point of view that's like you know what i mean and like i don't i don't think yeah. it's a it's it should be more just like a free a freedom and it's, not like uh no like, one's no one's taking anyone's freedoms away. Well, I don't want to I'm not trying to sound like the Fox News community. Yeah. I'm just saying like to you see them be fr- you see them just physically like I'm not no, but I'm not, this, I'm not here's, here's stepping what I'm like, in ev- I just like kind of made like, my way everyone, and if I made a mistake fuck it. Oops. Everyone should be allowed to say whatever the fuck they want to say. Yeah. But within that understand that sometimes that comes with consequences. Yeah. Here's cuz everyone else also has the same right to say whatever the fuck they want to yeah, say yes. and they will probably say it back to you. Yeah. That's true. But then I also have this because I have to endure this argument every week on the Todd Glass show. And it's oh, not really? like anyone's ever fighting him on it. Oh, name dropping. He's, he's just always <laughs> like he is very like like yes, you should fucking say whatever you want. You can fucking say whatever the fuck you want. But it has to be funny. Don't go up there and give your shitty fucking material yeah. and just say people are sensitive. That's your shitty material. Yeah. Be fucking smart about it. You can't yeah. just be a comedian like being grouchy. Yeah. Like part of being a comedian is like it comes with a joke. Mm-hmm. The thing is that I mean, you're trying to hold hold the stage and, and hold forum and hold whatever and people are paying attention to you. You should have something to say. Whether it be something funny or whether it be something smart or whether just just have something important to say. Don't just be a don't just go up there and be all like, "This is how black people are different from white people," and it's like, "Yeah, we we know." Um, it's fine. And then when people laugh, just be like, "Ah, oh, people are they they didn't understand my comedy," and it's like, "Are you sure no. that maybe you just you you're you not don't funny?" Understand? <laughs> like, yeah. But I uh, I. It's funny. I remember one time I I said that I um, uh, loved and watched religiously growing up as a kid two things: uh, um, In Living Color <laughs> and uh, Soul Train. I, I would watch those things. I've watched Soul and, Train maybe a total of five times when I was a kid. And uh, everyone thought, there and was it was always... the most boring thing in the world to me. No way, dude! It was awesome. It was always a it good time. So like boring. No way, dude. Because. I've, I mean, you understand. I'm like a kid, and I'm watching this, and they're just like they're dancing. Dancing. Yes, but you and get up and you it. dance with them, and you try the dance moves that they're doing. I I really liked my the train animation in the as, intro. Yes, yeah, that was that was the extent of it. <laughs> and then the music. And that tells you who I am as a person. And then like the guy with me like, oh, today we have like blah 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 on here and. But everyone, everyone thought I was. Train. Everyone thought I was like, being a smartass always. That I was right, being a yeah. smartass. That you said that those were your two favorite, yeah. That that I watched like really early on. I yeah. I also watched like Laurel and Hardy and Three Stooges and stuff like all these weird, just older. It's like clearly like yeah. I, I watched uh, Nicktoons and, and uh, shit like that. I watched Three Stooges, but, but it was mostly because my I, my grandmother introduced me to to them, and it was uh uh 
visual gags. So the vis- uh, he was yeah. a kid, so that's I mean that's easy for you as a kid to go like, oh, he got hurt. <laughs> they don't know how to adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just I, I, like I I also loved Chaplin and like I remember I remember growing up like I hated Groucho. Groucho I hated Groucho yeah. Marx, yeah. and. I thought it was because he was, he was always, like, he always had something to say and, like, something to comment on this the situation that mm. was always, like, a smart-ass thing. And some people love that. they That's why they love him is he always got has something I, to say. I and really, I hated it. I really enjoyed Rodney Dangerfield. Because I thought it was just, like, let me just assert wit into everything. Yeah. Whereas Chaplin, it just always felt like truth. It felt like he was, like, honestly reacting to a situation... And usually it was like, yeah. I kind of want to slap the shit out of you to the other person. Unless they were bigger, then it'd be like, oh shit, I, I gotta know. run. I, never, and I, I never, thought it was awesome. I didn't really watch too much of his stuff. But Rodney Dangerfield, was... what was it that spoke to you about? Uh, just his whole persona of like, hey, these are stupid situations that happen to me. But what am I supposed to do about him? Like, fuck it. Like, yeah. the, like his whole, like, I get no respect, no respect at all. But he's still, like, on stage and he's like, I'm fucking making people laugh I watched like some of his really early stuff yeah and he just like I don't know if it's like a weird way to like compare the two of them but um him and Richard Pryor yeah Mm. had this sort of um like if you if if you were to heckle them yeah they just sort of be like what what are you doing <laughs> and just this sort of Put like you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. it's it just like this immediate reaction to the heckler in a way of like I get no respect. It's like see this guy right here, he gives me no respect. Yeah. He's like heckling me. So it's, and then like then uh, I watched like Richard Pryor get heckled once. He's just like, oh please don't, please don't heckle. And he just like <laughs> yeah. he starts to like get smaller and yeah. smaller and like just it's weird that he was building the heckler up, but he just knew that the audience did not want. Yeah. The heckler. He turns it into a joke. Yeah, uh-huh. so it, 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 they just had this like play at all times. Whereas I feel like some comedians want to put that guy in his place. I don't. I mean, I don't, does that does that is this still like a frequent occurrence? Uh, I, I Yeah, I I have not seen any of it here. But that's because, and I don't I know think if it's everyone just because knows of the, that this the venue to be a very good. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because of the venue that we're at, but uh, I I have not seen any of it maybe it's because it's so intimate here yeah that no one would dare be brave enough i don't know yeah i think but yeah uh, yeah i feel like if that happened here like you would just you would get fucking attacked you would feel awkward because you you are shoulder to shoulder with someone yeah there's no performer the performer is like a step away from you so and everyone in the theater understands how this works and it's just going to be very awkward when you're the one person yeah. that doesn't. Yeah. But, uh, Unless we're talking about Horrible Movie Night, which is one of my <laughs> favorite here, and you can heckle the shit out of that movie. You can do yeah. whatever you want. And it's funny. I love it. Because when the whole crowd is on, it's just like <laughs> insanely funny thing. One right after the other. When it's like this taking a while to like, war- well, yeah, when it's taking a time to yeah. warm up, and you just like hear people saying the same com- joke over and over. It's like we heard you. No, yeah. we we heard you. Yeah, you're just not funny. Stop. <laughs> we 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 know. But I'm always we know. I'm always that guy that's laughing at those people. <laughs> like if uh if if some girl like 
um, just gets eaten out through the the butthole by like a beaver, and like that's just funny alone. And we really don't. What need... movie is that? Uh, is that some beaver? So yeah. Did you it's watch what... that? I haven't watched. It's okay. on there. Yeah. I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, uh, right. I like stupid movies, but this might be too <laughs> stupid. But it's for like me. such a thing that like immediately like doesn't really need. Yeah. commenting on but somebody will say something i'm not even gonna try yeah. but i will give something you, like, so their, stupid and they'll be like so on the nose about it looks like she's gonna need a maxi pad and then silence it's, <laughs> yes silence from everyone but me i lose it i just love i love people who like just try and they fail, and they just want it so bad. I just want to give it to them because I don't want anyone to feel like a failure. It's like that, it's a, that make girls like, stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> <laughs> just, I will no. always if somebody's feeling bad enough about fetch not uh, happening, I'll no. I'll be like, it's okay, dude. I thought fetch was pretty good. <laughs> no, that's how we learn. Oh god, that's how we learn. It's just so pleasantly awkward. I can't help it. I just laugh. Uh, especially if it's like if it's immediately quiet. Not if yeah. it's like, not if it's like, oh, like uh, even the scene, like it's just nothing happens afterwards. Like if there's, like, like if there's like a, a sort of trickle, if somebody else sort of gives a little, uh, yeah. if they give that, then I, I probably won't. But if it's like dead silent, I'll be the first to laugh. The, the first. Well, moving back to comics. Comic I feel like books. the next book that has to be brought up after all this is The Humans. Humans. It's so goddamn good. He's pounding it's on the table. So raunchy. And it's uh, what issue is this? Explain the uh, raunchiness in this issue. Issue number six. Uh, in this issue, uh, they just in the last issue they um, they move drugs and it's a big old violent motorcycle gang fight with two semi trucks and it was nuts. You could say, what is what is shit. what is the humans about? For those of us who have read it, I actually have. Didn't it's we very simple, it? but it's hard. It's hard for me Sometimes to Sometimes I feel like we're in a time loop. Didn't if, we say this on a different to, podcast? Maybe. Uh, but maybe I have had to explain the humans to people. Um, and I, if I, you had to compare it to a TV show. You're leading. Well, it's Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy uh, in a Planet of the Apes type world I, uh, in okay. the 70s. I would say okay. that the Hells Angels guess, yeah, applied works. to the aesthetic of... Uh, Planet, Planet of, the of the Apes, which was around during that time, so it's like confusing. Well, right? depends, Two source seventy things. Depends 70s. on Planet of the Apes. But it's the the trouble <laughs> I always had was uh, no, telling. Was, I, not three have you seen all the Planet of the Apes? Which ones? All the originals? Yeah. No, but I heard that they're almost kind of like Rocky, and that they all like kind of work in a weird way. I am so excited for Creed. This formula you know will not funny? die for me. Rambo, you know it didn't work. There's a number of things that don't work. You know what's funny? I saw the trailer for it, mm-hmm. and usually I'm the first person to go like, oh, this is stupid. But I was like, oh, no, this doesn't look that bad. I'll probably give this a chance. Okay. That, that's how I've been with every Rocky movie. Like, I do honestly like every Rocky movie um, I like that in its, its own way. And I like that it's his like, yeah, son it's his that son. Has, wants nothing to do with his father's, like... Uh, legacy. Legacy. Yeah. yeah. That he's just like, nope. I and it know makes, him. It's, it's sort of like. Fuck himself. <laughs> it's like how much. It, oh, that, that's my phone. Oh, fuck. I don't need that to happen like two more times. <laughs> it's already got like a yellow spot on it. And I'm not just talking about Snapchat. Hey, oh. Um, I. Shout out to Derek's I, Snapchat. I, 
Um, every social media for me is I am underscore DVDM. I keep the continuity. Everything. Um, but anyway, I, I think Creed's going to be good. And I loved Rocky Balboa. I haven't seen I really the trailer did. yet. But and, I... and Rocky Five is a weird way if you thought that Rocky oh, man. Ro- Rocky Balboa was I'm not coming. If you thought that Rocky Balboa was not was not gonna yeah. be a thing, Rocky Five admittedly would be a little like eh, what? What? Because he's like he's like uh what's it called? Punch drunk? Yeah. In it, clearly, and then he trains like a street fighter. And then there's like a Don King sort of element to it. So the drama is there. It really is. But it's a weird way to end the entire franchise. Then Rocky Balboa comes back and it's awesome. And now Creed, it's just sort of like it won't end and it's all great. Did you know one of the Rocky movies was written for him to box aliens? And they passed. And that movie became Predator. Oh. What? That's how Predator was started. That's how Predator was born. It was originally supposed to be Rocky versus Aliens. Look it up. Look it um, up. Okay. Uh, is that why Carl Weathers is in it? I want to I say Because he yes, is, but isn't I, he? Uh, he yeah. is. Yeah. Like, he was supposed to, like, box aliens? Like, I believe the story was, like, the aliens would come <laughs> to fight Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone was like, "No, this that's like, I've got Cobra to do." That's like super, super like uh, jump in the shark. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, "All right, you defeated the Russians. How about you defeat <laughs> real aliens?" <laughs> that just sounds, for America. That, if it got to that point, I feel like we would have come all the way circle because, like, in the fifties, they do that stuff. Like yeah. Superman would be like, "You beat Lex yeah. Luthor now, beat." Seals with clubs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I didn't mean to. I didn't want to. You filled in the blank. I just drew a blank. I drew a blank because I didn't want to go there. And you did. And now you're both in tears. It's, it's very rare that Aristotle has a good, has a good joke. Um, but it wasn't even. It was just like it was timing. It was timing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the, the humans uh, sounds like the a humans. great issue. The, the trouble I always have with explaining the humans is that it's a world where they're all apes, but it's a biker gang called the humans, and that's mm-hmm. where I fuck up when I'm telling I don't know. I thought do that humans was very exist clear? in this world at all? Yes, they do. There was an issue where they're treated like uh, dogs. Okay. like Yeah, like wild animals, and they have human fights. Oh, okay. So, I mean, so, yeah, it's just like, it's like when it's biker gangs name themselves after wild animals. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Hogs. Yeah. But. It made me want to read Fear and Loathing and anything else Hunter S. Thompson. It makes me want to buy a motorcycle and buy a baseball bat. And become a chimpanzee? <laughs> Could. Uh, I can imagine you thing. with a moped and one of those, like, little fun size like, wiffle ball bats. Yeah, yeah and um, little lion man is. Playing in the back. Never mind. <sighs> Moped would be too, still too, too hard for you. Too uh, I imagine you on a scooter with a motor, uh, and a really soft or soft back. Or how about those bikes? That it, it's a bike. Make no mistake. It's a it's a bike. It's not like yeah, it's my bike. And I they're talking about a motorcycle. On a segway. Uh, <laughs> it's a bike with a motor. Yeah. You oh see yeah. What I'm saying. Oh yeah. Like the crudest. So it can still go room room. Well, 
just putts and it smells and people on the Venice like stretch just yeah. do it and you're like, why, dude? Like everyone's judging you. We're well, judging you right now. Anyways, this <laughs> issue has its raunchiness in that uh, one of the humans, he was gone for a long time in Vietnam, thought he mm-hmm. was dead, but then he comes back and then like he's all messed up, but then like he has this old girlfriend he hasn't seen in forever and he finds out she's a stripper in uh i think claremont it all takes place in california makes sense uh and so he goes to visit her and he spends like the day in this strip club and there's all kinds of uh monkey monkey boobs yes and um but he's very like uh get get the fuck away from me just give me another drink till she gets here are you going to do voice acting ever? No, because it's mostly just that. Because if I would have, if somebody would have asked you, or asked me, give give Aristotle a, a grade on voice acting, I probably would have shortchanged you, dude. I think, based on the voices I've heard, you're at a solid, like, B+. Plus. Thank you. B People, plus. when I was younger, used to say I would be, like, a sound effects guy, because I would You'd just... be like Police Academy, man? <laughs> well, not to the not that good. But uh, I was always the guy doing the sound effects to the toys. Even when it wasn't called for. I make, like, uh, Zack Snyder, um, like, sound effect noises. Ooh, like, what are Zack Snyder's noises? Like, well, just like... <laughs> Um, That's what it sounds like this when is getting he's in the bathroom. Deep references, but do you remember? This is probably gonna bring a lot of other shit up, but uh, Star Wars Episode Three, no, Episode Two, mm-hmm. Sand People. When sh- uh, Sand People, Boba Sand people. and Jango Fett are mm-hmm. chasing Obi-Wan Kenobi through that asteroid belt. Yeah, it's a, and he drops those little bombs. Oh, and like, right. And there's the delay. The, there's the blue, there's, yep. Yep. That was... I'm pretty sure that's like the basis for dubstep. Like, that was the start <laughs> yeah. of it. And that was... that was the most amazing sound. That was like THX there. being like, dude, give us something. Let's really Let get something out something, of these man. woofs. They're just like, you're killing us with this, like, clone story, dude. You reference that in episode four. <laughs> We've been waiting for it. Just give us something. Um, I had, uh, I told Eddie, like, ever since I've seen Slave 1 and Slave 2, I've always thought Boba Fett and Jango's ship, mm. I always thought that it looked like a helmet. Like, it looked, yeah. the back of it was so flat and the front of it was rounded that I, I thought it would just, like, back up and be, like, the helmet or the face to, like, a giant mech suit. Mm. And then and then that. Eddie was like, oh, God, if there was a mech suit in Star Wars, we would just go, what has this franchise <laughs> become? But then we That's realized that we're a step away with that with Chicken Walkers and, and Adat Walkers. Like, we... It's almost there. Mm-hmm. Like, what we see in We Stand on Guard is, is not uh, unlike a mech suit meets an Adat Walker. But, uh, I always it's thought that close. it's such a oddly impractical ship that, Which like, one? you have to lay down and then fly off well, for the slave ones. Or like, more know? that it's, like, facing immediately up at the sky and you just yeah. go. 
But it's, you also saw that, like... I mean, there's ships you, that don't have to do that. It can just very quickly, like, it's it's just plugging along, and then it can just, like, whoop, do a loop-de-loop, and it's behind you. Like, it was the easiest... Did they the ship that, that? Yeah, yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. I don't remember that. There was, like, some... There was some point, I think, in that same chase that you referenced... Where it like flips up, and I I don't know if they stay on an asteroid or what. But it's like I remember them flipping up and staying the asteroid, but I thought you meant like the cockpit. Because when you get in, you have to lay down in your chair, and then fly up. Yeah, but once you're in space, it doesn't. Matter. Yeah, but it's still it's still odd. I'm sure there's some type of loading mechanism. Yeah, but uh, I remember when I was in a band, I looked up. Uh, <laughs> okay. I looked up the uh, the sound clip for the ch- blam, to try yeah. and just like shoehorn it Find in it. like anywhere yeah. into any of our songs because I love that sound so much. And now we have dubstep. Okay. Um, I don't know if we've ever gotten into it, but but we can retouch upon this if anyone ever listens to this and is like, ah, oh, you were in the prequels, ah, and we'll revisit it before uh, the actual uh, episode 7 comes up. The prequels get way, way too much shit. Um, I think it's really just that first one and most yeah, of the second one. The third yeah, one had... I mean that fight scene. I think was okay. All the fight scenes were when he kills, awesome, dude. When he kills, all, yeah, all 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 the fight scenes throughout have been choreographed. Uh, That's where well. the real shit happens. But yeah. Yeah. Avengers, yeah. Said. <laughs> he kills all the younglings. <laughs> he kills uh, no. younglings. Yeah. He, in the beginning, like it opens with like this really awesome like as assault a kid, and going as a kid. The pod racing was the like the coolest part. Yeah. Which. Listen, I mean, I still love it. I yeah. still love it. it. We didn't need that much, but we, I still love the, it. The spectacle and, and the, the like... big silver the, ship. The big moments mm. of the prequels hit. It was just like all the other points that were... You need to support it, and you need to have good fucking character development. Yeah. And it just wasn't there. And the only, the only thing that always bothered me was all the things that a lot of people chose to attack about the prequels it was kind of like well yeah that that shit was present <sighs> that was present in the 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 first saga too like don't like what like well silly little silly characters so like the gungans are silly the, and and uh, the Gungans aren't silly. Like Jar Jar is silly. Like Boss Nass, I don't know. He's Boss Nass is pretty too. fucking silly. <laughs> he's silly. Yeah, he's really silly. Yeah. But come on, the Ewoks. Mm. So, uh, the Ewoks adorable. are just. Uh, can you imagine well, Harrison no Ford? Where they like Harrison to have Ford political... just had to have been like <laughs> the thing is, dude, that... <laughs> you were you had such a good thing going. I didn't want to do another film after this. You had me, and then you throw in teddy bears. The thing is that like nobody was trying to have political discourse with the with the Ewoks. And that and I just, just want to see that though the city hall meeting of the Ewoks. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> like to... I used to love. Uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, and then yeah. I just like woke up one day and went, "This is just the worst, like watered <laughs> down version of a New Hope." Like they take, they Empire. they they take down a less complete version of the Death Star. Whoop de fucking do! Like that's not 
an there accomplishment. Was, there was something troublesome that they had to like blow it up again, and I was like, "It's just oh, yeah, it's again? like okay, <laughs> it's half you complete, blew it up dude. The first time you did that when it had like the tiniest little weakness. Yeah, now we and it was able out. to like blow up, cover stuff. up that hole. The only redeeming part of uh, Return of the Jedi is the final confrontation. No, the final confrontation between Luke and Vader. Wub, wub. That's it. You wrap a whole movie around that. What was is that? That's what they said. Well, well, well. And here's another thing. I don't understand why <laughs> Boba Fett is Star so Wars rants. cool. I don't understand Wait, why. I don't. No, listen. To do. I don't understand why Star Boba Fett Wars is rants. considered so cool. Because he's a badass. He gets badass. He gets bumped into the pit. That's true. By a blind Han Solo to keep him badass. We don't want to see too much of him, and then make him seem and not he like flies a in it like malfunction like a. Dumbass. Yeah. He doesn't even like correct and like like Django Fett would have gotten the jetpack off. If he saw he was like flying towards a pit, he would like done that, and then he would have figured out some way to like shoot the beak or something like that. But <sighs> Boba Fett flails like an idiot <laughs> into the fucking yeah. pit and Look gets what he bitch. deserves. <laughs> well that's so, so Boba Fett is not badass yeah. at all. And like right. Empire, he was cool, and then just, like, Return of the Jedi was just That's such a... a miserable piece of shit. <laughs> so, really, you want to attack the prequels? Look me in the face and tell me that Return of the Jedi was a good movie. It was not a good movie. You're right. Will I make anything that great? Probably not. I enjoyed Return of the Jedi. I enjoyed it? Was yeah. it a it's, good film? Yeah. It's enjoyable. What was you're... a good film? You're right. What was what? What made it a good film? What made it a good film, Eddie? Look, when, Dar- me, when look Darth me in the Vader eye. and Luke Skywalker yeah. fought. You're right. And then they had their father son moment. That's great. <laughs> and I think what I said was that was an entire like film wrapped around that one moment that was just shit. No, I like that movie. So you're talking about mm, you're, five well, minutes of actual screen time and everything surrounded by that. No, they go rescue uh, Hansel. Is pretty cool. Huh? When, she's, when when Leia's like strangling the shit out of uh, uh, Jabba. Well, that's the finally the one redeeming thing about her. Yes, yeah. I will give you is when she takes that because honestly, she like, and this is the thing. This is what I'm on the fence about. When when Alderaan is is destroyed, yeah. Luke is kind of being a weepy bitch about Obi Wan. Yeah, like and I get it. Like that was hard. You know, he was like he was the link to like finding out about your dad and like your yeah. connection to this thing. Sure, maybe I shouldn't talk that down. But Leia either is not a human being. Have you be- have you read Don't the say he it. means outside of that? Oh, but I mean now it's connected. Yeah, now it's connected. Share, share. Have you read in the did Princess you read Leia the, comic? The first they, issue they address of the Princess that. Leia comic. They address that. Yeah. like this is why. Yeah, she, they're like, she's everyone's a poli- she's a badass? No, or? she's a political figure, and, like, things like, need to get done. There, there'll be time for mourning later. But they do address which, that, the fact that, like, all, the entire... Uh, good fix. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, she's a nice queen. Have oh, we, she's a bitch. Oh, she's, like, cold-hearted. Have they like, addressed metachlorians yet? No, not as far as I know. Because um, everyone... Didn't JJ... I, I think that article came out. JJ said it's not a thing. <sighs> It's Which, in the movie, oh, it has this to be. Is, okay, this is a great segue. This is a great segue. So, Metachlorians, we're talking about a smaller universe, a part of 
a bigger universe, and okay. then if if that like smaller part of a universe and those like tinies okay. that tiny civilization exists, then we should always look at it as like this growing. Like right now, our civilization, we are the tiny people for even bigger. And yeah. we don't, we're not aware of that. We've all seen Cosmos. The, <laughs> yes. We all um, saw Men in Black. Yes. Yeah, we all saw Men in Black. Yes. We're all Marvel. But also, isn't that touched on in, in 18 Days? Uh, in a way, we're talking about the seasons and the war. Yes, you are right. That does happen. So, uh, Mr. Grant Morrison, um, who we talked about on... The last Who is now podcast. the new oh, yeah. editor in chief of, of Heavy Metal Magazine? Heavy Metal Magazine, formerly owned by uh, Kevin Eastman, he still publishes the uh, the book itself, uh, the magazine. Uh, but uh, Grant Morrison has taken over as editor in chief. He will so, be uh, revitalizing, as he says, revitalizing it with uh, uh, its seventies seventies punk ideals. So is he going to be like? Writing about Mastodon and Metallica now, because that's what know. that's what it is, right? Heavy Metal magazine. Yeah, that actually now now I know. As a dumb kid, I was very pissed when I watched the Heavy Metal movie. Yeah, and it was just not what I wanted. What well, you a movie expected. named Heavy Metal? Yeah. too. I, it was in a time when I was listening to a lot of uh, like Megadeth, Iron Maiden. Uh, heavy shit, heavier shit than that that I don't want to say. Yes, so. but I was, I was talking about this with someone. Heavy metal uh, from its inception has gotten heavier. Like if you listen to Iron Maiden, uh, it's, it's not heavy cr- it's not as heavy as like yeah. If you were to listen to like a Cannibal Corpse album, yeah. Like, um, but those are, I guess. I but at the time, I was, I was gonna like, say those are lame. Cannibal <laughs> Corpse, I I hate. <laughs> It's, but I mean that's. I'm just yeah. using an example. Like it's, it's, I, I do it's love the, the, though when when Ace Ventura is listening yes. to Cannibal Corpse. Oh, uh, you mean when he's <laughs> when he's Cannibal Corpse concert? Yeah. yeah, and then isn't he again listening to Cannibal Corpse when he's like in the giant uh, big wheel? Yeah, I think so. Like I chasing through the the forest. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. But they're they're in one of the Ace Ventura movies. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's it's there's been a progression there. I forgot uh, about Cannibal like, like you would see the imagery of someone like Kiss, and you'd be like, oh, they're demonic as fuck. Well, you, but, now now I understand this. But as a kid, I was very disappointed. Yeah, no, like, as a kid I get that, that did not have all this. Yeah, knowledge. no, no. My brain is just so full of this. Knowledge Same thing with now. Judas Priest and Alice Cooper. Like I remember as a kid being so scared of Iron Maiden, having never listened to it, but just thinking like, man, if I Eddie listen to this, I'm gonna go evil. to hell. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, they must sound so heavy. And then <laughs> I watched heavy metal way late. And do you remember sort of? You don't have to remember all of them, but do you I remember, remember a few of the stories in the yeah, film? Yeah, I remember some of them. Uh, the the way I saw it, uh, it was the first time we had uh, cable. Uh, we had like VH1 for like a week or something, and it was on for some reason like late at night. And I was like, "Heavy metal, oh, and it's animated. Sweet, this sounds like something I'd like." And then I watched it, and I was like, like what? "Blue Oyster Cult." Yeah, I was like, "What did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> what was it that I just watched?" Well, because I was um, now that because I watched, I, I seriously think I watched it only no. like two years ago. And um, I was sort of trying to give a feminist reading into it, and uh, it didn't pass for the first, like, 
three because there i think there's four i can't remember if there's four or five stories told in it but the last is the woman being the champion of her race or like her becoming the form of some yeah yeah and she's like more clothed than any of the women in the previous before that yeah and there's definitely the one story about um, sort of the kid turning into the, like, muscle man. And it, it's just, like, completely playing into the male fantasy. Because mm-hmm. she, then she's like, oh, brave warrior, like, what can I do for you? And then <laughs> and then the evil war woman is like, you're going to mate with me. And he's like, gun, all these women want to have sex with me. Um so that's like one of the stories that failed, but the last one. Do you remember uh, that the, episode of uh, South Park? What with where they? Oh like, yeah, Kenny and cat piss, and they and go. Kenny, yeah, yeah. Him and uh, what's his name, Randy? Yeah. <laughs> just, just give me their cat, <laughs> and they just—that's where they end up, and it's like it always like cuts <laughs> yeah. out right before they're about to have sex with her. Yeah, it's, it's so stupid. Yeah. God. But anyway, the one little thing is, I think I think the film progresses to be like, yeah. all right, we oh, we gave four know. fifths of the movie to the boys. Let's say uh, if any girl, seen. little girl, happens to be watching, I don't want them to be wrecked. Let's give them one here. Oh, God, yeah, let's just uh, put them through all of this other. Stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched that movie in a long time, and I yeah. like. I like the cab watch, driver. There was there was a movie called Rock and Rule uh, that was animated that, and I loved that one uh, as a kid. It was. Um, Iggy Pop was in it, Blondie. Uh, the music for that one was a lot better too, and the animation was god incredible. But it was one of those movies that not a whole lot of people watched. Uh, do you remember? Um, ah, so what do you like? What do you make of of this for Grant? Like it sounds like a cool move, but for somebody who's like working in comics and it has sounds, these stories that well, it's like, he, do you, he, are, his, his earlier his earliest works were for heavy metal, right? Or at least that's what he was trying to do. He's, I mean, he's done. Uh, he's he's done. I a think lot. extensive. He, he's gotten to a point, I think, uh, in his writing and as as the writer, where he can he can manage to do both. Can, yeah, yeah it, it's gonna be no problem for him. I feel like. It's just he, it he, sounds his, like such a responsibility set that his like comic I work feel comes like very almost like sporadic. yeah like yeah, he'll do comics for a while and then he'll stop and he'll do something so I don't else know yeah and, maybe it's just chilling out but I f- I feel like guess someone today was telling me that he's done like a lot of video game work that nobody knows about yeah yeah I heard him say that to yeah. you I just I don't know I feel like if I had gotten to the point with him and like writing like I don't know Editing if I want would seem that boring. that much responsibility. Yeah, so late in the gotta, game, you, I think I just I just I, I mean, just you, keep writing. I, you got to imagine that. Some, I mean, and I don't know if don't it's know just, if, if it's just or, me. Yeah, well, I mean, or he's excited. I guess I shouldn't downplay it like there, that. There comes a point where if you're doing something, you get super good at it. Uh, for you know, if you do if you do something enough for a long time, you the hope is that you get really good at it. And mm. sometimes you do get bored and you want to go try something else. Because I, I remember him, he was on the Nerdist podcast, and yeah. I remember listening to that. And I'm, I do remember them talking about heavy metal in his early years. Mm. Mm. And so when I heard this, I thought, that's great, because that's... Maybe it's that's, a full that's, circle that's this, thing. That, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the full circle, and now he gets to, I guess... I'm sure he has a vision of what he wants it to be now, like, yeah, which, he, which, it, which it was mm-hmm. then, or it's like something like that, that he now gets to do. 
Well, that's 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 what he was saying in the uh, the article that he wants to uh, delve into it, like in the history of it, and like just ev- ev- the, the the culture of it, and see what works and what doesn't work, and and just revitalize it uh, completely mm-hmm. uh, and make it bigger and better and really blow well, blow people's minds. Which he, I mean, he can. For me, it felt like it was just sort of like I was watching him do multiversity, yes. and it felt like I was watching his like his insight into the world and the cosmos grow and all yeah. this, and like and really just him like like he accepting that, that he did that weird just, music video not so long ago too. Yeah, do you remember that? Like Chemical Romance? No, not that one. Mm-hmm. The I've actually got a giant poster of him in that costume uh, that they. I got it one of their shows. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's a giant Grant Morrison poster. I have to have him sign that. Um, but he's like 18 days, that, 18 that days. issue now. Yeah, that what is 18 days out. about? Uh, um, it's been a few hours now. So pronounce the book that it's pulled from. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, Mom. Why are you doing this to me. It is based on, but made with. Uh, a Grant Morrison twist. Uh, what the the Mahabharata. Say it one more time. I feel like I did a good job with that. The Mahabharata. Yeah. Okay. Which is a... Um, mm-hmm. 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 Basically, it's like the most epic story ever told. Yes. What's it about? And, I... and um, well, I'm, that's, I'm talking about that, what it's like based on. And no, the that's reason, what, that's the reason I'm that I, I'm saying that is... I don't know what it, what that is. So it's... It's pulling from um, many Eastern texts. Okay. That, so is it like, um, is it like Eastern mythology? Yes. Yeah, but okay. it's, it's it's basically saying like how sort of all of them were connected, is like the Bhagavad story? Gita and things. It's it's bigger than that. It's okay. like mm-hmm. it's a much larger tapestry, and it and it um, pulls from um, many fables um, during that time. And so he basically says like just us in the West don't know how big of a story that that is. And and so he, like, cites three different um, texts into, uh, or translations into it that he read. Mm-hmm. And he actually said, what was it, Penguin Press? There was, like, 182. Oh, yeah. He's like, just read that. Because it's, it's, it's the a most, very good way to get it's into like, it. It's the most distilled, just, like, mm-hmm. here are the, the points, and then watch as it grows. Um, they, they put out a, a version of it? Yeah, and and so that's what he said for the translation. And he said, "What I hope this is is even not necessarily like a better, even more like yeah, just but just uh, an access point for people to see how epic this story is because it's not just like what he like he don't." Okay. So, See, but, this is where this, this, this story. Is, this story is a, is his take on on that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And what's funny is they, th- whoever's interviewing him, who interviews him? What's it say there at the? It doesn't say, or at least is it maybe just at least the press, a, the publishers. Yeah, it says the interview will be continued. Okay. in the next issue. So. But this is through which because it was a publisher um, that I didn't recognize. What's Graphic that? India. Graphic India. Mm. Okay. Yeah, they were interviewing him, and um, they they start with like. Um, what's it like telling a story with as epic of a scope as like um, Lord of the Rings? And he almost down talks Lord of the Rings. Well, like, He's like way he no it is like no offense to Lord of the Rings, but it's very like 
two-sided Good, evil yeah he's like he's Whereas. like it's a dichotomy and he's like what i'm talking about is a story that's like bigger than all of us because it involves basically i think what he was alluding to is hit in in the first part of this it's talking about the seasons of existence mm. that there's seasons of existence and um, at first you're kind of like, okay, where are we going with this? And then you start to understand what that means and how we're in what could possibly be the end time. Um, I've, you know, it's always I mean, like, it, there's a number of, of texts that like would suggest that because it's always it's always easy to just say like, man, we're coming close to the end, and then it just doesn't come. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is saying like it is, and there's two things that can happen. One, the wheels can keep turning, and then we would go from the worst time back into perfect time. Like it's always, it goes from like perfect to just like degrades. Things keep, things keep moving forward, but there's cycles as to when yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. things yeah. are good. So and if you think bad. of them as like cycle one and four are touching. Hmm. And, and you start at one, then you go to two, three, four, and then you snap back to one. Okay. Like, it's suggesting that we're in cycle and that's, four and right that's now, and we're about, about to snap into one unless the heroes don't do their job okay. to keep the wheels spinning. Huh. Is is a very crude, is my read into it. Very that's what it sort of promises is okay. with this. This is what needs to get done. We're We're very close to moving out of our awful times. Yeah. And into a better time, but it's going to take the heroes yeah. to bring about that. And um, Krishna's at the end, right? It's the Krishna. art in this is very fantastic. It, it looks yeah, like, I really like the art. you know what? It, who reminds me of? It reminds me of Blake, Becky Becky Clinton. Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Um, but who's who's the artist in this? Uh, yeah, it's Krishna. But, Krishna's uh, at Krishna's at the close. The artist is uh, Jeevan K. G- ah, Jeevan J. King. You're doing great. You're doing better than I would have. Um, but there is one more like thing that I thought was interesting because, and that's why I brought up Metachlorians because he talks about how you need to view every little tiny success you have was an epic scale battle on a smaller scale. So if you're feeling down on yourself and then you just sort of snap out of it and you're like, you know what, I should just let that go. That was actually a very epic battle that was happening in your sort of synapses, like gotcha. the firing that, that there. It, that it takes, it takes a lot for someone to, right. to move forward. For positivity way. and yeah. for good things, it's actually to like... To allow a, yourself to it's be a, happy that it's, way. Yeah. It's, it's, you you have to on. think of it in tiny moments, and then yeah. you have to like keep breaking that down in the smallest thing. And if you do that, then there's actually components that are fighting to make that positive thing happen. What it took to get to that point. Exactly. Yeah. So so that's why Metachlorians, <laughs> I think JJ should not ignore, and honestly I was ignorant to it because I hadn't yeah. read so much of the, you know, the uh, Dark Horse and the yeah, yeah. other, like, things before Marvel stepped in. And, mm. and so I don't, because when were, do you know when Metachlorians were defined? <laughs> there's someone at... One. What's yeah. episode one? No, they're they're said, but they're not defined, right? No, it's episode one. I'm pretty sure because that's it's a, introduced. That's, I, that's when I remember, like, of the many things people hate on med, episode one for. It's like, why did you have to explain the force? Yeah, like, but well, then what? I, the Dark Horse titles 
picked up with that and ran with it because I thought they had ar- they. This is gonna. This is making somebody I'm, so I'm mad sure. at home. Yeah, I'm sure with the uh, the expanded humors that they uh, previously had, uh, there okay. was probably further explanation I, into it. I but swear I had heard somebody there say was, there was an episode of the uh, of the the cartoon show where yeah. they were on a planet where like I the knew that was one. like a giant like uh, chlorian wave and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I I sort of like that idea now yeah. of of this like. How small is like positivity and and uh, good and like the positive consequence of a battle? Yeah. Like how small can that be broken down into of of the things that affected the change? I like that, and so yeah. if that's one way in which you know um, eighteen days is sort of like leading your thought, then that was a positive victory on that front. That being said, it's a very good book. You it should is. pick it up. It is pick up uh, eighteen days. It's great. What else did What else did you read, Eddie? Uh, I read uh, <laughs> first. Uh, I tried getting through uh, the, the Stoker Spire. book, the Spire. Um, oh no, uh, uh, Simon Spurrier, right? Is that what it, the writer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, Jeff Stoker is doing. Oh the yes, art okay. It, and, I uh, thought you meant like James I loved. Stoko. I loved the art. Um, I love the art in that. It, it just I couldn't get through the book. I got yeah. like halfway into it, and the uh, the, the dialogue, so dialogue for a lot of the characters is is it changes uh, in in like I'm sure it the makes form sense of their, in their accents. World. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, I'm sure it makes a lot of sense in the world. And it'll get but easier if you keep reading. But just the first issue, I just is couldn't. I couldn't so get into it. Thick with it that like I don't know what anyone is saying <laughs> i don't understand one word of what is going on in this comic which what i i the, checked the, my phone the spire I, the spire, the spire. Oh. yeah um oh that I, being i'm not stepping up to the plate. that being oh said i did read uh the uh the brandon graham book that we were talking about yes. um what was it called uh, uh i'm actually not sure what the title is here because it's eight house number one arc light uh, Eight House is the the publisher. Uh, oh, okay. Or I now think, I... Eight House is one of the uh, I think one of the publishers. Well, I feel like an I feel it. I don't. I don't know. Arclight seems to be the name of the the, t- the book because it's definitely bigger. Arclight is a but it says uh, movie theater chain. Yeah, here in uh, <laughs> at least California. Arclight is, uh, but it's it's a fantastic book. It was very easy to get into. Um, uh, the art is great. The art is actually really great. Brandon Graham isn't doing the art in this, but the artist who is uh, is uh, doing a beautiful job at it. Um, and it's been, it's very reminiscent yeah, it's of like uh, really old Japanese uh, uh, paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that it's it's done and detailed, and just uh, the magic that they explain in the world. Or the the tree woman is just just everything. Even these like landscapes. Um, like I said, it's very just reminiscent of old Japanese, like uh, like samurai paintings. Um, and, uh, it's I still can't quite say what's going on. We definitely see uh, these two. This it the, seems the from from what I read, this this princess uh, or this queen um, uh, had her her body stolen and uh, now lives in in this like tree body, and her body has returned. Um. 
I don't know if uh, being uh, possessed or uh, by by another entity, um, but that's what you learn at the end of this: is yeah, that her body has returned. I, my, the thing I wanted to ask, but it's just impossible to answer, is whether that body is a tree thing no, or a tentacle no. thing. It's 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 very it's it's like a tree. Um, Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. The way it's it's it's. I mean. It's very rigid, and yeah. ends, and it's it's the color of trees. How did you feel about it? Um, like a tree person, compared right? to it looks like a tree person. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's something reaching I've, out yeah. from the hood. The but it's like that all the time. Yeah. Um, how do you think that it compare? Not not compares in terms of like, did you like it more than? But like, what did you think was different about it than any other Grand and Brand, Brandon Grand book? Because it definitely doesn't it, seem. Besides the, the fact way. that besides the fact that it was uh, it, uh, he's not doing the art. Um, besides that, it it's not like any of his like no uh, future. Uh, dystopian stuff you know how his stuff is usually like yeah like uh king city or um king city multiple uh, multiple warheads uh wait did he write profit yeah right yeah Yeah, he wrote profit because i would say this is that it's not it's not like profit but he's writing it it's a lot more like he wrote profit yeah yeah, it's it's, unlike this this is a lot more fantasy based yeah yeah um which is good i uh, i mean i loved it i enjoyed it what's it's very simple uh there's not a whole lot of uh, text um and it's um, it felt like, and I know he's a fan of her work, and I don't think at all that it was, that it's, um, that he's necessarily taking anything from it. But it, to me, it reminded me a little of uh, Pretty Deadly, um, in a way. Uh, just, just yeah, I, tone I mean, and, I, I can see that. Um, and the slow burn of it. Um, Pretty Deadly was a little bit more uh, dense, and I had the issue with Pretty Deadly that I had with the the Spire, though. What? Uh, not as much so that like the the way some of the characters were talking, that I was like, "What? What are you saying?" <laughs> really? I love everything. The, the about one, Pretty the one Deadly. Crow girl in, in, in yeah. Pretty Deadly. Was oh, a couple didn't... times that she was like saying things that well, I'm like, she had what more. Are you, what are you saying? Like, yeah, she had more insight though, it was, it, than it, sort of she the was giving you. Of it all. Yeah. Um, um, that means that I did I did keep reading pretty deadly because yeah. that wasn't enough to. to but I know I know he's thing. a huge fan of Kelly Sue DeConnick. He's mm-hmm. been like one of the, her biggest advocates, and um, uh, and yeah, I just <laughs> I thought of that. My and, first introduction to her work was uh, when I was when I was in uh, in my teens. I, I really liked. I was really into like mangas and did stuff. Did you say in my teens? Yeah. Okay. I was really <laughs> twenty seven now. <laughs> I know. I can but say it's just that. Like, I feel like I can say that. In right? my teens, I can say that. Yes. That's the yeah. only thing I can say that. Like, it's been <laughs> twenty-eight years. I can say that. Yeah. Yeah. But not since your teens. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I was really into manga, and uh, I picked one up called "Sexy Voice and Robo," and I didn't know this until uh, I I was cleaning my bookshelf and I was looking through it again, and. Um, Said on the inside, like in the in the table of contents, it says uh, translated by Kelly Sue DeConnick. Oh, nice! And I was at WonderCon, and I had her sign, and she's like, "Why do you have this?" <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. But you know that secretly, deep down inside, yeah. the like thing that's like they're barely attached to, yeah, or or they like worked on like way when they were young. Well, that's, you I mean, give that's, that to them, that's like a sign of like I know my shit, and I'm bringing it yeah, to you, that's and like, they're like, I see you. 
the I see you. That's that's Avatar uh, style. Uh, I've had that with Ed Brubaker as well. Mm-hmm. I had this like uh, like really small press book that he did. Uh, that I had when I first started reading his stuff uh, when he was doing Captain America um, and he was doing uh, uh, Criminal and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was like some stuff that he had done like way before any of that stuff. Uh, Like one of his first works. And I brought it to him at a convention and he's like, where did you get this? (laughs) He was just surprised that it still existed and that anybody cared about it. And then we talked about it for quite some time. Those are the best things to find. Yeah. Yeah. uh, But that's... That's like the signing we just had with Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, it was oh, because we also had uh, a Nickelodeon uh, magazine yeah. signing because that's uh, was revamping, and our dear friend Eric uh, Esquivel is writing um, comics uh, in it, a comic in so, it for Sanjay and Craig. I wanted to get the magazine the signed, Mr. Spina. Yes, uh, the signing was with Eric, Sam Spina. And, the, and creators. Jay, the creators, Jay Howe, and the other creator's name. I'm sorry. I don't know. I can't remember your name. But I Aristotle decided... is the fucking worst. Yeah. I I brought the magazine for them to sign, and then each three things from each of them that I thought, like, no one will probably bring these. I'm going to bring this. So I brought Eric's uh, Loki Ragnarok and Roll, number one, because I never got that signed. I brought a zine from Sam Spina, and I brought Jay's Howe, Jay Howe's old zine. And they're all like, oh, what? Yeah, nice. And then... They all turned into regular show characters. Uh, <laughs> it happened. But then, after that, that's when I went to Brian K. Vaughn to get my shit signed. And I brought with me Doctor Strange the Oath, thinking like, oh, yeah, no one's going to have this. He's going to be like, <laughs> damn. Didn't say anything. No, because everybody had that. No, well, no one had it. There there, like everyone had There was, there was at least no, there one wasn't. person that requested I order that for him, and it actually... For- it came in on time, and he was like, boom, I'm going to get a sign. And I was like, cool, Damn. dude. Fuck Aristotle. No. You know what's funny is uh, today there was a guy that brought up two comics, one of which was a San Spina comic. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the other was uh, um, the Boston Strongboy comics that we have here, which are created by um, a friend of mine, um, uh, Joe, who comes in the store, who's from Boston. And um, he's got, like, one of the coolest Boston accents that I've, like, ever heard. And um, he's like, yeah, I really like what this comic uh, looks like. And I'm about to, like, explain to him, oh, yeah, that's my friend. And then Aristotle jumps in and he's like, and this one's by Sam Spina. And he just, like, does cartwheels for Sam oh, Spina. Because I know how much he loves him. And I was like, oh, Dick riding that Spina. But and I actually, I don't think he knows. I would love to have... I hope that he listens to this. I would love to have Joe on the show because then he'd be like, "What do you is want he, me on the show the one for?" Who's here on Saturdays? Yeah, he's the one that's always here on Saturdays, and okay. he's like, "So uh, what's good? What should I read?" And oh, I'm yeah. like, uh, "He's cool. Do this." And and uh, he's like, "I like when he tells the stories about him being young in Boston." I know that's that's like, those are always the best stories. Yeah. He'll be like, "What? What are you talking about, me?" To the cops, like that. He's just yeah. like he was always talking back to the cops. Like super or some Boston, authority. Boston dude. Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't like, hey, and go there, fuck yourself. Yeah, and then it would be like, and then we got away with it. Yeah, <laughs> it was always. It was always. It's always something to the extent of as long as he respected the authority figure, but he 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 did like talk back Sass. to them. Then they'd be like, all right, move on, C- carry about your business. Would always be the the extent of it. Um. 
but yeah, and and he's a huge supporter of Ron Paul, and it's just it's 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 awesome because he's actually not that overbearing, but he'll just like go on. He'll be like, like I was like, oh, Bernie Sanders is a cool guy, and he's like, he's that, easy to talk to. Yeah, he is, and he's like, that guy had the Fed by the balls. I'm making him jersey. Yeah. He's like, he's like that guy had the fucking Fed by the balls, and he turned his back on Ron Paul. And it's just like it's funny because he know he knows all of it. He he knows like all of the stuff, and he's like, I don't know. I Rand Paul could be okay. He's just like he's 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 at such a loss. He's like this country's fucked. Is by the end of it, <laughs> by the end of it, he's just like it's fucked. I'm, I don't even know anymore. I used to give a shit. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to have him on the show because uh, another thing when we were talking about like how far comics have come, he's like. He's like informing me stuff about the story. He's like, "This book right here. Have you read this book?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't." He's like, "This book, Torpedo. You open it up. The hero is like beating women and he's raping them. And yeah, sure, he's taking out the bad guy, but he's doing all the most heinous shit to women. I never understood what the fuck that was about." And he's like, "And I, I was a kid and I knew like we don't do that, so we just never picked this up." And he's like, "And this is still in your store." <laughs> and I was like, I, "I don't know what you want me to do." He's like, ah, it's freedom of speech, I guess. You know, he just chalks it up to, yeah, what are you going to do? But uh, I, I, we got to get him on the show because he be is, fun. he could probably, we could just have him talk and he'd have something to say about. He'd, he'd look at one of the books that we have. All this is is just a ripoff. <laughs> and then he'd go into detail of what they're ripping off. Uh, but what one of the things that I did want to point out that I really loved in this first issue is a. Uh, I feel like it's gonna be obvious because I'm vegan, but uh, they find like this dead lizard. Mm-hmm. It's like it's dying, and uh, they have to like do a spell or something. And they have a goose. They kill the goose, but then like the, the dead body of the, or well, I guess the 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 spirit of the lizard inhabits the goose now. And it's like the and, uh, brightest thing in in every panel. Like yeah, the it's, a, it's red. a bright red. But it, like the relationship now with this wood creature and the goose is the best. I love yeah. the goose so much. Like there's the the panel here, where it's sitting in a chair. Like oh, I see you found my favorite spot. Let's find you one. And then she just puts a pillow by the chair, and it lays in the pillow. It's like ah, that's me and my dog. <laughs> Speaking of red, uh, the. Other thing that I read was Red Skull number one. Uh, it was just part of the Secret Wars uh, uh, mm-hmm. stuff. Um, How's it? It was good, but if I could explain it being like anything, it is pretty much a Thunderbolts book. Because they get this team of bad guys together that needs to go uh, figure out if Red Skull is alive because there's mumblings about uh how uh uh Doctor Doom uh uh is not God Doom. God Doom. God Doom is uh is not enjoying the fact that everyone's like talking how Red Skull's gonna come and like Fucking overthrow him. And so he sends a team of the Suicide Squad. Bad guys, uh the Thunderbolts, um <laughs> to go check it out. Led by pretty much Bucky and uh, Crossbones is is uh, the one who gets them all together. Crossbones, uh, 
And uh, it is pretty much, in keeping within this Game of Thrones theme, uh, it's pretty much that episode where they go uh, to the other side of the wall to uh, check if the wildlings are um, uh, up, up to up to no good. Uh, and the Red Skull wildlings. is like the king on the other side of the wall. Um, Wait, what? Of uh, the Wildling King. Yeah, it, it's a Game of Thrones. Aristotle's never seen Game I, of Thrones. I don't, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I just think it's funny how quickly no. that guy. Because isn't it Whoa. in this like last season like the main Wildling that like decides that they're yeah. gonna help the the people just goes up to him and just like rocks his shit and yeah. he's dead. Yeah. Um. But so. The, but so so uh, their whole mission, as given to them by Crossbones, is that they need to go find proof that Red Skull died, so that uh, they can show it to everyone and be like, "Look, he's dead." Paint a Red Skull. So yeah. Speaking but, of Game of Thrones, wait, wait, really quick. It's I, I was shocked because he said over the wall. Do you mean the shield? Yes, In Battle the World. shield. So he's the king the shield on the other side of the shield. It's nuts. Let's not not the Deadlands, right? Let's or, not have pretense, okay? It's a ripoff. Call it by its Game of Thrones stuff. Don't don't slap whatever he's well, putting to but it. But that's not well. I don't know what the, Ugh, the wall is disdain. in Game of Thrones, but I enjoyed. I it. held my tongue. As I, I really it. want people <laughs> to like it. I really truly do. Shield my ass. Go but read it. It's a shield because I'm reach around my uh shit. Some my people enjoy reach arounds. Go Wait, read what it. Is, well, Ugh, I don't want to. I'm not even gonna ask. But <laughs> about reach arounds? No, about the wall you? in Game of Thrones. When you're no, in, let's talk in about it because I don't know what it and is. And then you're like, what is putting the your hand of this around wall? them. The wall is is basically uh, the giving them sexual the pleasure. First defense. As you are entering them, but some behind, people would, they would argue the behind. only defense. It just really depends on which for King's uh, Landing and, and basically the uh, entire way, everyone's rule having a good time. From winter, which is the undead ice people. Uh, because that's well, I guess which, that is what it's like in Battleworld. Can cause... you can you put earmuffs on your earmuffs that are actually feeding you sound? And everything that I say right now. Why? Because I'm going to talk to Eddie about, about something. Game of Thrones. Oh, go yeah. ahead. I, I he doesn't care. Okay. But also, let's just say for the list. He's probably never It's got too much boobs and blood. Okay, let's him. just say yep. uh, a character. I'm just going to call him Schmeimwin Schmanishmer. Jon Snow. Okay. And um, Schmoffrey Schmanishmer. Okay. Did I see them as. Undead ice people? Is that them? Maybe? I don't remember. No, dude, I need you here on this one. I don't. So <laughs> think about it. When they <laughs> when, when the, the first time that we book. see for the first time that we see them come through yeah. the wildlings camp and start killing wildlings. I you saw see, this I season. See... Or did you not see this season? I haven't finished it. But I don't oh, see... Oh, fuck. I'm talking to two people that aren't up, and I'm not even here's a diehard. The thing. Why would they... Their bodies are in, in but a that, different place. I don't Why think that's they... how it works. I don't think it needs to explicitly Magic. be your body. Magic. I think so. Or if it, like... If they, like, that, that... degraded... Do you remember in the... Uh... The first time that we came across yeah. them, and it was the body of that of one of the members who of the the guard who had been turned into. Uh, I'm just saying, one of them for sure looks a lot like Joffrey. 
And I thought that the other one was Tywin. Okay. There's a big moment where there's a doorway yeah. to the outside that one of them walks through pretty badass. Okay. And the doorway is like in flames. And he walks through. He looks like Tywin. Okay. And then the other one is looks like Lighting? Joffrey. No. Well, see, I don't remember where their bodies died. King's Landing. But I don't think, dude, I don't think it matters. I really don't. Why, then why would they look like that? What would be the I point think of if that? you're dead, I, I think if you're dead, it doesn't need it doesn't need the body. If you're dead, it's like okay, that's, think I of mean, it. But that's the whole thing. They're bringing. They're bringing. Uh, I, mean, I haven't read any of the I books. I guess in so Blackest I, I, I Night. Yeah. In Blackest Night, they uh, the ring. I mean, the ring went to the body. Goes to their dead body. It does. But then I don't. I don't remember what happened with uh, Batman because it was like not Batman. The the. The Black Ring Batman was not technically Batman. Because Batman wasn't dead. Or is he? Yeah, I don't... He wasn't. I, I try not to focus on that. But I, speaking of Game of Thrones and Secret Wars, bam, Secret Wars number five. As someone God who's damn. never watched Game of Thrones, uh, how is Secret Wars, like, is it you... I mean, you have no frame of, like, comparison. Go like, oh, it's like this, but, like, uh... He has no clue. He just think it's someone. He think it's someone's original brilliance. Lord of the Ring. Lord of the Rings, a TV show, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, they they had like a strong giant stronghold in Lord of the Rings. Theatricality, deception, powerful agents to the uninitiated. (laughs) But you and I are initiated. Initiated, aren't we, Eddie? Uh, yes. (laughs) Aren't we, Eddie? Yes. You merely, uh. Uh, you merely adopted the, the darkness. I was, I was born, born in it. it, molded by it. I didn't see the light till I was a young man. Why are both of you doing this impression? Anyways, anyways. <laughs> but I was not the replacement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he, he just rocks his shit, man. Yeah. When he's just pounding his head into the ground, that movie was okay. Uh, I, I liked it a lot. I listen, don't know why it has a lot of shit. good. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it has good. a lot of good one-liners. It's just the it's plot. No empire. G- glaring. Uh-huh. There's no empire, dude. <laughs> fuck yourself. It beats the shit out of Return of the Jedi. That it. Well, <laughs> this is well. You know what? God, <laughs> never mind. Secret Wars. It's really good. Okay. Like this is. Uh, I've I've known it's been the great only since... third movie that beats that film in a three movie franchise. Return of the King is Return, Return of, of the King. King. Uh, I was Bravo! Saying, well, you could say Episode Three of the prequel trilogy is probably the best. I would Shh, don't say that. <laughs> no, yeah, Attack no, of the Clones I, has the best. Battle. I would say, I would say Dark Knight Rises. Like, dude, compare that to a lot of trilogies. It's trilogies. Trilogies. Trilobites. Trilogies. Uh, I don't know. Triptychs. Uh, Dude. Jurassic Park 3. Uh, no. Shut up. <laughs> Have I even ranted no. about Jurassic World on Meltcast? No, but no, We no. don't need that. We need yeah. to go home at some point. No. Um, oh, that's Secret true. Wars. Secret Wars 4. Was it good, Aristotle? It's been great since Avengers number one. Avengers. Of Hickman's run. Uh, it's been such a good, good 
And I I see a lot of people just saying like, God damn, this Secret Wars is fucking fantastic. And I'm like, yes, I know. I've been saying this since number one. Uh, but it's just... Uh, <laughs> Look at Derek biting his tongue. There's blood coming no, out of his mouth. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I just want to describe it as strong. Like it's just written so strongly. Like it's not holding back at all. Like and there is it very passionate. Would you say? I would say yes. Okay. And that like, oh god, it's just so nuts. It's so nuts. Did you see when Doctor? Yes. Yeah. Which I don't think actually happened. Because, I mean, come on. Yeah. Don't kill Because his soul's still out there. Well, Att- Attached to a Wolverine. Yeah, there's the, the Punisher. How is, how is, okay, um, how is Wolverine being treated in it? Like garbage. What is he, no. what is he? This is so many what Wolverines. Yeah, well, he's, I mean, my what, favorite so far is Old Man Logan. What's, what's yeah, Adamantium Wolverine? Where's Wait. he in all this? I, I mean... Do you, like you yeah, mean like right. a regular Wolverine, like the one that was, quote unquote, dead? He's still dead, right? Uh, He's, I, I don't know. I in, don't know. Encased in Wolverine. Encased in adamantium. Like, are they just not doing anything with that? No, I no, don't think they are. It, but I mean, this I, is a it's whole a brilliant device. It's a whole different thing. As far as I know, it's he's really gone. a brilliant device. If they don't use it, and uh, I believe they're bringing in an old man Logan. Well, that's kinda... that's fine, and like he can live in there. But I want to know, like, if they just like, it's he's got to do something with it. Th- I mean, I'm sure he... they'll do something with it later on. I, I'm, I'm Are sure you that post the... Secret Wars, possibly. Yeah. And I'm sure that the they haven't I, they haven't addressed that whatsoever. The this, this Secret World Secret Wars universe is completely different from. It's that's like, not fair. No, well, no, it's the way I interpret be, it, you can't just you can't. You can't hold that to, like, convergence. You can't be like, no, I didn't do it. Like, as I understand, the Marvel Universe right now, Wolverine is yeah. dead, and he's encased he's in He's dead, that- yes. but what's happening in Secret Wars now is bigger than this. Like, I'm that sure is such a small thing. when it comes thing back that, yeah. from Secret Wars, like, they will address is- that. Yes. My whole thing is that I think, I think, and it seems like that, that the... And a man team that he's encased in is like a giant cocoon that he will at some point emerge out of. With adamantium. Chrysalis. Uh, chrysalis. But as it stands right now, uh, X-23 is going to take over for him as Wolverine. And Old Man Logan will be on one of the Avengers teams, I believe. He's a real badass. Yeah. He's seen some shit. Well, okay, but... Uh, or maybe... Do, maybe do something with it. Maybe when he emerges from the uh, adamantium cocoon... He will be older because his healing factor will. It's. I mean, it's not he there. He wasn't breathing. I don't even know what would happen. That, that's well. That's the thing, though. Like his healing factor was what's keep, what was keeping him mm-hmm. young. Yeah, but like, how do we know? Does he need to breathe? Like, when when will that healing factor die? What needs to happen? Yeah, like, He's well, how limited? How limited? Like, is what it? is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll address that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is a very. I hope to it was God cool. the Dude, I fucking hated eight, three, however many months to die. That was one of the worst arcs I've ever read mm-hmm. in my life because it was essentially I let's just I drag out. Didn't read any of that. I oh, just I read God, the core story me. that Charles Soule wrote because I love Charles Soule's writing and I really, really love Steve McNiven's art. It is gorgeous. Kill me. 
It was twelve issues of Much Ado. It yeah, didn't, I didn't. I didn't read that shit. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read that shit. I, I was, looked at it and I was like, I nope. was like, okay, he's mortal. Like, like, what could be teased out of that? And th- and all they were doing was like, he's gonna die eventually. And then I was like, wait, but uh, what's Death of Wolverine gonna be? And then yeah. so I sat through twelve issues to sit through another four before he died. Fuck you, Marvel. Yeah, you dumb son. God, what you just have to be able to recognize the what? What do the I need? Ti- to recognize? The tie-ins that just are not necessary. Yeah. Like there's like that's that, how I choose was... my Secret Wars tie-ins. Like I look yeah. at them and I'm like, well, I want to read this one. This one looks stupid. Uh, like Black Vortex. I hear it was great, but I know it's not as it's not essential to me i didn't read it i didn't i feel care. like black vortex can be read uh, whenever they release it in graphic novel form and then you don't is anything from original sin playing into no into this no and and that was that's another one that i was just like obviously is, i don't and is superior this. iron man in secret wars um, the, so, so the thing with Secret Wars yes. is that, uh, like, uh, I don't know how much you know about it, but all I, the, I've uh, read to issue two. Okay, well, I mean, you understand that that each continent in within Secret yeah. Wars and each country is is its own like freestanding universe. Yes. So the Captain America in that won't necessarily be the Captain America in the, this country or the Captain. Right. So there's multiples of of people all over the world, which. Is something that I was wondering in the Red Skull comic if the Bucky in that comic is the Bucky that Captain America is looking for in, in the, the Planet, Planet Hulk. Hulk. And he's because, definitely not the same Bucky from Runaways. Yes, because yeah. he has a shield that looks very reminiscent of the old triangle shield that uh, Captain America had. Uh, and that's that is where it's getting a little confusing. So. But, I think they've allowed themselves. But because this is my yeah, question, really this is my question. Then, when uh, was didn't um, Red Skull have Phoenix Force in him? What was the like Super Red Skull story? Oh no, not Phoenix Force. Uh, Onslaught. He had. Uh, he had. He had. Uh, not Onslaught. But uh, in in what Rick Remender's run of Uncanny Avengers, he had taken uh, Charles Xavier's brain mm-hmm. and. I guess put it into his head yeah, as and well, then, but, and he had Charles Xavier powers. Okay, but then, then the consequence of whatever that story was, what story was? What was the title? Oh, where they were uh, trying to get uh, Red Skull. It was, uh, it was like their their version of like No More Mutants or something like that. Where it was okay, whatever it was. The, apo- it was the one with the apocalypse twins and stuff. Yeah. No. Okay. It's yeah. Sure. But that was its own but, self-contained thing within the Uncanny Avengers. Yeah, but the consequence of that played into Superior Iron Man, correct? Didn't the fallout? Isn't no, that what, it was, it why? Why Tony? Weird. So what did what happened to Tony that made him go nuts? So in the Superior Iron Man, because it's not just like regular it was, Tony. It it's was like just, super yeah. It was ego it was just like his like uh, technology run amok, pretty much. And is Extremis? And no, not not necessarily. It was it was almost like a it was like a Jarvis program that he in which one? I'm Superior sorry. Iron Man. I didn't read. I didn't read it. I'm very I'm very picky. It is one fifteen a.m. Yeah. On a not going to specify night night of the week here at Meltdown Comics. Um, we're not going to leave you with. Well, I mean, they can they can details. figure it out from like. Eddie talking just, about the the shooting on Sunset. Just oh, yeah. Wow, god damn it. Calm down, Batman. Fucking 
fucking true, <laughs> fucking true detective over here. Hey, we got a hottie boy over here. Yeah, seriously, Foxcat kid. I remember fucking babysitters club over here. Uh, <laughs> your money and your infrastructure. <laughs> they were great. You think? But power we don't need it anymore. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that up. <laughs> and this gives you power over me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to say, dude. <laughs> My favorite part is when he goes, Batman. We, and we give it back to you, the people. And it's the so people. stupid. <laughs> Oh, your precious armory. Good times. <laughs> Here are meltdown comics. Do you ever think that he, like, at any point they was just like troll. on set, like, in doing that voice the entire time, yeah. like, just staying in character? I do. But, like, told, like, really dirty jokes to people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna thunder your balls, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Or he would make prank calls to, like, the local pizza places where he was at and, like... Hello? <laughs> Do you have any blended pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a very small hole <laughs> that I need to fit in a straw through for your pizza shake. How did he eat? Uh, painfully. Don't question the movie. <laughs> how did he eat? I broke you. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did he eat? Right? Broken. Take control. Take control of your podcast. Uh, how did he eat? Uh, there's no room for stupid. Well, let's uh, see. He takes blood from people on planes. <laughs> That's how he sustains himself. Systemic transfusion. Um. Yeah, I don't know how he. I, I don't get it. It's such a it I'm sure, such a I mean, odd voice choice. Yeah, and then they have to record it again. They have I, to do it over. I mean, it, it was interesting. It's definitely memorable. But I, I want to know why he Everyone went makes with fun that. of it. Yeah, why did he go with that cartoony when I, voice? When I do this impression, I'm happy. And not in jest. Because, again, I've said it many times. I know Tom Hardy could kick my ass. I want him to know this is a specific choice as an actor. as brought me years of joy i mean yeah I, he had to do amazing eye work okay. he was acting i think, I think we're done eyes. for the episode today and his muscles we will see you that next time so in inception uh and mad and max mad uh, max and that one and where he had the curly yeah there you go right uh we love you all uh this is eddie bane and uh bane uh, the fire rises. And you can't hear him, but the Bane from uh, Batman and Robin is here too. Uh, goodbye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 